from Los Angeles, California. This is the Writer's Strike Chronicles, and I'm Tanya Barnes. Hello, everybody. Today is Saturday, February 23rd, 2008. In just a few days, the Oscars will broadcast, and following that, the membership of the Writers Guild of America will vote to ratify or reject the proposed contract. In today's episode, I talk with writer Jasmine Love at the Writers Guild offices in Los Angeles. Then I talk to Becca Bryan, who heads up the UnitHQ.com, a fan website for the show. We'll begin with Jasmine Love. <laughs> and I'm here with Jasmine Love. Jasmine, can you tell me a little bit what you did for the stri- um, during the strike? Well, I was a strike captain, mm-hmm. which meant I basically inspired people to get to the line. Okay. Where? What gate were you at? I was at NBC. Oh, okay. Picketing the Jay Leno show and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. I, I, be, I got to know Joe Madera's pretty well. Oh, he's so cool. He was great. He was my picket coordinator. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then there was um, um, uh, Mark Seabrooks and all mm-hmm. those guys. Okay. Sears. Okay. Tell me a little bit about your project that you specifically did, the Adopt a Writer campaign, and how that turned out. Oh, first of all, I didn't do it. I oh. met two fans on the line, Sunil and Kelly. Okay. And they, Kelly Spada, they had started, she has something, oh man, she's going to kill me for not remembering, just Google TV whore. She is like <laughs> the biggest fan ever, and okay. she wanted to support and inspire writers. Okay. And so she wanted to hook up fans with writers, and so I just helped her kind of get some of the writers, and it just took off, and it's still around. So, And I think there's a link on United Hollywood to Adopt what a Writer. What is it? Exactly. It basically is writers, not writers, fans who want to support writers. Uh-huh. And it was supposed to be during the strike, but it basically is to help them just feel not isolated. Because uh-huh. writers get very isolated doing our thing. And we love the fans, and that's why we write. I actually just had a coffee with a fan today about a fan for um, uh, Sean Ryan, who had a lot to say about oh, the show. So, cool. And that was an aspect of the strike that I had not anticipated, was how fierce the fandom yes. came out. Yes, fans rock. There were so many fans on the line. It was great. And they made their own signs, and they talked about the shows they missed. They talked about old shows. And I think her big thing was Veronica Mars, and yeah. she just loved it. And she, they just were very wonderful. They were wonderful. I was around in 88. I don't remember the fans being this fierce. What do you attribute that to? You know, I was in around in 88 either. No, I was. Oh, you were around in 88. Well, I wasn't, and I don't know. I just, I always think fans are very committed, but I think now... I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the writing. I don't know if it's the acting. But fans are very much like, these are my friends. The characters are their friends. Yeah. So, I don't know. And they have a strong sense of ownership, I they think. They do. They do. They identify with the characters. So, how are you feeling about going into the contract vote? I feel like we still have, we still have a lot of conversations to have. Uh-huh. And I'm still having those conversations. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, so um, you should listen to my daily podcast because I got people at the exit polls for the strike. Oh, I will. And they gave opinions about what they thought of the contract and how they voted for this these lifting the strike and action. how do I hear it strikechronicles.com strikechronicles.com I love it okay as we wrap this up what yeah. I, I have two questions okay um, last uh, second penultimate question if I'm going to talk to a writer might as well use the okay. right word do you have any advice to any brothers sisters on the line for tw- uh, 20 years from now when another disruptive technology screws with wow. the way we do business I think to just educate yourself as much as possible so you know the definitions because people threw around things like new media and animation and nobody knew what we were talking about everybody was talking about different stuff so know what you're talking about do your research and remember everyone has a voice okay every single person has a voice okay and then my final question is uh 
as a tool for a democracy and as a tool for expression and communication, what is a more powerful invention? And um, legacy notwithstanding, standalone technology, the internet or the printing press? Wow, that is a great question. You know what? They're both about disseminating information, and I have to say the printing press. Because? Because I think it started newspapers, which everybody could read, and that was just something that hadn't been around. And the internet, it's just a big printing press. <laughs> and I would go back to that. Okay. We, yeah, I would. Okay, parting shots. Okay. As we wrap this up, anything you want to toss out there? Oh, my gosh. Who's your um, readership, listenership? Who? You know, it's, it's writers who I meet on the line who I say, here's your episode, check it out. And then also people who are aspiring writers. Okay. I would just say keep writing, keep writing, keep writing anything. Write poems, write novels, write anything. Just keep writing and call yourself a writer. Don't say you're an aspiring writer. If you have written something, you are a writer. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That was awesome. You're welcome. That was Jasmine Love at the Writers Guild offices in Los Angeles. Coming up is Becca Bryan. Okay, I'm at Hollywood and Highland. Um, I'm here with a fan who's been very participatory in the writer strike. Uh, why don't you slate who you are, where you're from, and what fandom you belong to? My name is Becca Bryan. I've posted as Becca and as Rue Baby. I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I belong to several different fandoms. The main one is my own website for uh, the TV series The Unit called theunithq.com. It's a fan website. Um, We've been very strike supportive since the very beginning on November 5th. We also belong to fansforwriters.com, the live journal community, um, uh, Friends of the WGA, I think it is. I'm the unit, the shield, and the Oaks fan liaison. Basically, it's the Sean Ryan liaison for the Life Journal community. I've been out to California several times in an effort to, to support the strike and Sean Ryan and his writers, which we feel, most fans feel, as our favorite show's writers are our writers. Before, I want to get into this, but what I want to talk about first, I just want to establish, you were here in 1988, you've been in L.A. for a while, and then you moved to Florida, is that right? That's correct, yes. Uh, just to clarify, what were the dates that you lived in California or Los Angeles? I lived in L.A. from 1986 to 1995. I, I don't really remember that much about the 1988 strike. Um, I think at that time I was just trying to make ends meet. Um, although I've been, since I've been about five years old, I've, I've been very interested in the entertainment industry. I've always wanted to be on TV. Okay, well, what I think is unique about the 1988 strike and the 2008 strike is the involvement of fans. Um, From what I remember, because I was here, there weren't fans hitting the picket line or organizing or doing everything that the fans of 2008 are doing. I think that's a big difference. Would you care to hazard how fans got more involved in this particular strike, why you think that may be? I think fans got more involved in this strike than they did in 1988 because of the presence of the internet. The internet is a wide open community. You can get as much information about anything as possible on the internet. You can find your favorite shows. You can find message boards and forums of all sorts that are not network related on the internet. Fans connect with each other there. You can find anyone with any interest on the internet and find a group to belong to. What I find also really interesting is when I've been a fan, when I've written a fan letter, when I was a kid, it was to a star. I never, well, maybe, like, I might have written in a fan letter to George Lucas, but I've never thought about writing 
to a writer. So to me, this is unique about this particular strike, is how did you know who the writers are of your favorite shows, and, and why are they important to you? Writers are very important to me as a fan of both feature films and TV shows, because I'm a writer myself. But taking that out of the picture, nothing makes a movie or a film scene or, or, or a TV show scene any better than a great line. I will absolutely cheer the greatest line, whether it's a put down, whether it's for a laugh, whether it's for a tear. I'll never forget, I'll, I'll tape something just so I can catch the line again. I've, so does, does the actor make the line or does the writer make the line? I don't know. The writer makes the line. The actor just says the line. You know, and, and, and without writers to write the scripts and give the actor something to say, you just would have a lot of dead air. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my celebrities. I love my shows. I love my movies. I love the whole package that Hollywood brings me. But the written word is always much more powerful when it's coming out of someone else's mouth. I have to ask a question. Are you biased because you're a writer? Can you please explain what kind of writing you do? I wouldn't say this 20 years ago. I would say that I was not biased 20 years ago, but I am like 150% biased now because I've been so involved since November 5th with this strike. As a writer, I feel very connected to them, even though we write different styles. I write celebrity interviews. They write screenplays. It doesn't matter. Every writer essay I've read mentions the same reasons why they write as to why I write. You have a story to tell about someone or something or someplace and you just want to get it out there. So let's take me to Sean Ryan. How did you become aware that he wrote the, the work that you liked so much? How did you become a fan of his? Um, I became a fan of the unit. I was working on my own script about a guy that was in the military and I was looking for some information about the army. And I saw little ads on CBS for the unit and I watched CBS to try to figure out when the show was on and that's when I found the show. Is that on broadcast? Broadcast network? Or on, or on the internet? I'm trying to clarify where you saw these ads. On CBS TV. On the TV. And once I watched the first show and uh, and truly enjoyed the camaraderie and the, uh, the closeness of, of the cast of the unit um, and how extremely well written it was, I was hooked. Even though I have a few friends whose husbands are in the military, I wasn't that connected to the military myself, but I'm hooked. Okay. Have you been able to connect with Sean? No, I haven't. I think over the last hundred days or so, he was very busy on the negotiating committee, and I totally respect that. And as many creative ways as I've tried to get hooked up with Sean Ryan, to get my own short interview with him, it never seemed to pan out. So, uh, Sean Ryan, if you're out there, would you please, please give me a call? Otherwise, I'm just going to have to, like, try some more creative ways. What kind of things do you want to know? I want to know what the status is of the unit. Now, I already know that CBS replaced the unit on Tuesday nights with Big Brother 9, which we all know is more reality crap. And it's the worst kind of reality crap because you get nothing but a bunch of losers sitting in a big room with a bunch of TV cameras on them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I can tell you from what I know on the internet and the unit groups that unit fans are incest and offended that this piece of crap would be put on in the place of our show. And CBS will not give us the time of day and a status on the show 
And let me tell you, I called some CEOs in that place trying to get my answers. Oh, wow. Okay. Can you describe what the community is of like of the unit fans? The unit fans are a small but very vocal group. <laughs> Most of our fans are deployed in the military or families of those deployed. And military families do not necessarily have the voice to pick up the phone and call Les Moonbees and say, where the fuck is my TV show and get this piece of crap off? Because it reflects back on the person that's enlisted in the military. Okay. Okay. So the rest of us that don't have people in the military are the voice for them. Okay. Um, I've been told I have the loudest voice and the biggest brass balls of all to go out there and find out what's going on. So when someone wants to know what's happening, I'm the first person that gets a phone call or an email message because they seem to think I know the people in the know, which I do. I just can't get a hold of the people in the know. But you've been able to interview a few people on the show, right? Like, for instance. Yes, I've interviewed half the cast. Uh, this was uh, uh, at the end of season one, the, the beginning, and throughout season two, I've interviewed Max Martini, who is a fan's favorite. If they ever kill off Max Martini, I'm telling you, you better look out. <laughs> they will hunt you down, man. Um, I've interviewed Regina Taylor, who is a fabulous, wonderful, classy actress. Yeah. Abby Brammel, Audrey Marie Anderson. I've interviewed Michael Irby, who is... I hate to say this live because I don't want to make anyone else feel bad, but, you know, you're all my favorites. But I had a great interview with Mike, and I'm trying to get a second one with him uh, at the time being. You know, the, the few, the, the stars are the hardest ones to get. Everyone knows that Dennis Haysbert is a workaholic. Okay. And I've been trying to get him since the beginning of season one. Um, Scott Foley, I think that Boy Scout Bob Brown is maybe publicity shy, and I can respect that. I'm not pushy to an extent. Can you describe some of the things you've done in support of the writers since the strike? I have flown across country to pick it with the unit writers. I have more than once, right? Uh, no, I only did it once. Oh, yeah, it costs it costs about five to six hundred dollars to come out here for two or three days. Wow! But at the time, there were the, the big Battlestar Galactica rallies were going on during the strike. The Weedonites had a big gathering, you know, and I just. Personally, I just felt that I that the unit writers needed to know that their fans were there and that they care. It's just that most of us don't live here, and most of us work below the line ourselves. So I decided to become the person to speak for them and be there for them, which is the other reason why I showed why Kate flew back out here two months later to attend the NAACP Image Awards, because the unit, Dennis Haysbert and Regina Taylor, were all nominated. And at this time, since CBS won't take a stand and give us a status on the unit, a few friends and I decided to become the unit's cheering section in the nosebleed section of the shrine. Um, and let me tell you, we were heard. What was the nosebleed section? How far back were you? We were like in the top balcony. We were in the first first row of the top balcony. If you've ever been in the shrine, it is a monster building. <laughs> it has about three balconies, um, wow. two box seat sections, and then the main floor now. We had one girl with us. She goes by the name of Angel. She had binoculars. She spotted Regina Taylor almost within minutes of sitting down. So we had our binoculars on the poor woman all night. Oh, wow. But uh, when we first got there, though, we were standing across the fence watching the red carpet, and I saw Sean, Sean Ryan uh, walk across and be interviewed by someone, and I knew who that was because I've been looking at that face for the last 100 days. All right, so besides coming out at your expense and time and, and away from work to come out to support the writers, what, have you, what else have you done to support the writers? Specifically, what have you done online? 
Online, I have blogged in support of the writers uh, 200% on United Hollywood. I've taken part on Now Live with United Hollywood. I've uh, blogged on Nikki Fing's uh, Deadline Hollywood Daily. I have gone on to every message board that I belong to and others that I don't and registered. And anytime someone posted something negative about the writers or the writer's strike, I posted something factual. Oh, good job. Um, and it takes a lot of work because in, to me it seems like the general public just was ignorant about the strike and think they all make a million dollars, which we all know is completely false. So it was really a matter of educating the public and taking my licks at the same time. And let me tell you, I got some really nasty email notes. Yeah. 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 Just, you know, basically, you know, you're just, a, you're just a whore for the writers. You're just a whore for Hollywood. Wow. You're a mouthpiece. You must be a guild member. Just paying you to do this. You effing bitch this. You effing bitch that. You know, so basically my response to that was just to hit the delete button. Yeah. You know, because I'm not going to, I'm like, I'm not going to answer crap like that. Yeah. Um, I would just go back out there and just keep posting it and posting and posting it and get my facts from the WGA.org. My own local news station in Fort Lauderdale continually got the facts wrong during the negotiations and once the strike was, uh, the strike vote was, was approved to cancel the strike, they again, of course, um, reported the wrong thing. They reported that the strike was over and that the contract was ratified. I saw this report at 6 o'clock in the morning and had to wait till 9 to get to the newsroom. And when I did, I literally blasted them for being dishonest and getting the facts wrong. And I told them where to go get the facts, which is where we all know that our strike informative was the WGA.org. It's a no-brainer. But they didn't. They just took a feed from the AP. Who's your network affiliate for your local news station out there? It was KNBC, I think it is, uh, WTVJ. NBC uh, local affiliate in uh, out of Miami. That's NBC. Okay, I'm just curious. What do you think mainstream media coverage was like on the strike? It sucked. Why? Why do you say that? Because there was hardly any. Why? Because the networks own most of the news stations now. And the FCC is, you know, intent on letting the conglomerates take over more of it. So pretty soon we're going to have pretty, you know, like government-controlled news. And we're going to have a bunch of pretty faces reading a lot of... Um, basically statements instead of reporting the news. Do you think anything can be done about that on a grassroots level? I think it would take a massive, massive vocal grassroots movement to make that change. The the chairman of the FCC, I don't know what his name is. Kevin Martin. Is not very cooperative with the public. Well, I think back this whole topic of mainstream media news coverage and all that is a whole separate podcast, so let's bring it back to fandom and why you're here. What I'd really like to know... <laughs> what I'd really like to know is, as a tool for democracy and a tool for expression, what is a more powerful invention, the internet or the printing press, and why? Oh, God, you would have to ask that of me. I believe the written word is the most powerful word of all. It's more important than the spoken word. And the Internet, I guess, is, is, a, is a new medium for spreading the written word, you know, more than just your local newspaper. And I think it's a great way for people to get the word out about how they feel about something. Unit fans have been using the Internet since season one to tell CBS what we think of the unit. Um, we use the feedback form on a daily basis. We use it to communicate among each other. We have a yellow ribbon campaign going right now. It has been splattered all across the internet. 
We are, we are simply going to swamp CBS in yellow ribbons. The yellow ribbon is a sign to bring the troops home. And we want our troops back home, which us is Tuesday nights at 9 o'clock on CBS. We have posted a, a link for a company in Indiana, a nice mom-and-pop company that, that has yellow ribbons by the hundreds and not very expensively. I sent a few boxes to CBS recently overnight after I spoke to uh, the, uh, someone in the president of entertainment's office and I put the word out last night with my friends to plaster it every single place they find anyone saying anything about the unit. We, we would like seriously to bury those people in yellow ribbons because we find it offensive and hurtful that they would put something like Big Brother 9 on in the place of quality television program. It's quality, just like Jericho. Most of America wants to see crap. They want to, they want to have something dumbed down for them so they can sit back and drink their beer and go ha-ha and then go to bed. The rest of us want quality television programming. That means the unit and that means Jericho. And I'll fight for both of those shows because they're written very well. They have wonderful talent on them. They're a wonderful package from, from the beginning to the end. And the one last thing I want to say about the unit, and I know I've been like adoring the show for a long time, is that the unit fans didn't just support the, the writers during the strike. We supported the entire production team. We've been trying to raise money for their below-the-line staff since, since the strike started. It's very hard to get money from people who don't have any. I have, I have offered to double the amount for someone that someone donates. Despite being the fact that I'm, I'm a little above BTL myself, but not much, I was willing to go out there and say, if you, do, if you donate $1, I'll donate $2. I'll match it twice because I want these people taken care of. Um, and the other problem I have with that is that if I did collect that money, I don't know where to, I don't know who to go to to present it. Um, criminal intent writers and fans are very hooked up. They've done a lot of job for their BTL people. I am fighting like a dog to do something for mine. This, these people on the unit are our people. Army families take care of each other. We the fans feel we are the greater Army community for the production crew of the unit. We want to take care of them. I would give my both of my arms and my two feet if I just had one person call me up or send me an email note and say, this is who you need to talk to, this is who needs help, because let me tell you something, I would give you my rent check to help you out because I know what it's like to be out of work. It sucks. And it sucks to be an adult and have to go to someone and ask for money. Where can people go to get a hold of you? They can email me at rubaby, the number 41, at yahoo.com. Um, anybody that shoots me an email that way, I'll be glad to communicate with. And if I can confirm that you're definitely a part of the unit staff, um, I will be more than happy to share my phone number with you. I can tell you I've left it at the production office. And, uh, you know, pretty much most of the cast's publicists and managers have my phone number. And if they don't, it's because they got tired of listening to me ask for interviews. So, And what's your website one more time? Theunithq.com. Thank you very much for your time. It's been great meeting with you. Thank you very much. We fans appreciate it. We've been there since the very beginning, and we're here until the show comes back on the air, even if it means that some of us are going to get our ass kicked all over the Internet and be called fucking whores in email and on blog sites and everything else. Bring it at me. I'm ready for a fight. Don't forget, my men belong in the Army. They're special forces. Guess what? I've been well-trained, and I'm coming after you. <laughs>
You have been listening to the Rider Strike Chronicle podcast, available for free through iTunes. For more information, visit us at www.strikechronicles.com. To contact us, please call 310-439-8754 or send us an email at info at strikechronicles.com.